I want to be talking on the power of imagination. As I say, it's very common, something that everybody knows. The power of imagination. Sometimes people look at this uh, subject from, most of them from an esoteric perspective. Uh, sometimes it's like something that um, the psychic world teaches as compared to the household of faith. But I want to look at some scriptures tonight so that you can see the strength of this word. Let's start reading from Isaiah 26, verse number 3. Isaiah 26, verse number 3. The Bible says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. I will explain the word perfect as we move on in the Hebrew. But it really means peace, peace. Not just peace. The word perfect peace actually means peace, peace. Double kind of. Then the word mind is thought or imagination. Mind or thought or imagination. So, it's like you can say, that will keep him in perfect peace, peace, whose thoughts or imagination is stayed on God. Hallelujah. So, if you look at it, like I said, the word perfect peace is actually from the word shalom, which means peace, peace. That is peace upon peace. And all kinds of prosperity, happiness in this world and in the world to come. That is the definition of that word, perfect peace. Peace, peace. In other words, peace upon peace. All kinds of prosperity. So, if you know what prosperity means, we're talking about all kinds of prosperity. Happiness. In this world and in the world to come. That's the meaning of the word peace. Now, I want you to see where it's coming from. Catch it again. It says, That we keep him in perfect peace. Shalom, which means peace, peace. That we keep him in perfect peace upon peace. All kinds of prosperity, happiness in this world and in the world to come. Whose imagination is stayed on thee. So now, for you to have perfect peace, which is peace and peace upon peace, then all kinds of prosperity, happiness 
in this world and in the world to come, your imagination has to be stayed on God. So to me, if you can hold your imagination on God, or hold God in your imagination, then the aftermath result of that is perfect peace in this world and in the world to come. Mark 4, verse 35 and 30, up to 30, 39, Mark chapter 4. Bible said, on the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, that's the disciple Jesus speaking, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him in, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ship. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. I personally like the way uh, Mark described this incident. The wave was beating on the ship. Water was coming in. The Bible says the, the water was not full. I mean, the, the boat was not full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carry thou not that we perish? I want you to look at the incident. Like I said, Mark really brought this out much more. Now, they were in this ship. The Bible is telling us here, the storm was in, the wind was coming in, the water was coming in, and the water was not just coming in, the water was now in the ship. But Jesus was still sleeping. And well described, was sleeping with a pillow. So he was not just managing. <laughs> so I think if he was snoring, then he was snoring real well. What will make one to have this kind of thing? Now the Bible says, verse 9, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace is still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Amen? So you see, like I said before, this is the kind of peace we're talking about. So the peace of our peace we're describing is a peace that you can have in this world, even if the building is collapsing. You are still at rest. Now the Bible is saying, this can only come to you when your imagination is stayed on God. He is the one that gives you the peace. Your part of ensuring the peace come to you is so your imagination stays on who? On God. Perfect peace. Not just peace, but this is perfect peace. Peace upon peace. All kinds of prosperity, happiness in this world comes to you if your imagination is stayed on God. So we can begin to see how that we can say we don't have the kind of peace we should be having. Why? Because we have so much distraction. So much distraction in our lives. We are not focused on God. And so what's supposed to come to us because of our focus is not coming to us. We try to look for peace from the external. I mean, using things around us to see if that can give us peace. Okay, let's, let's, let, me, let me show you something about this part of imagination a little bit further. But don't forget what we're looking at. 
perfect peace. Isaiah 26. Are you there? Verse 3. Have they whose imagination is stayed on thee. Let's look at Genesis 6. And let me show you something here. Genesis 6. In the same word you're going to see that we'll find there in that same Isaiah 20, 20, 26 verse 3. It's what you're going to see here in Genesis 6 verse 5. The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every what? Are we together? Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now I want you to note the word continually. Because your mind is stayed in him. Stayed continually. Not just, you know, now and then. You know, it's not a fortunate thing. But God is giving a testimony of man here. Where the man's imagination is. Man's imagination stayed on evil continually. So your mind or imagination, you stay on God continually. Not just some break. You want peace? Yes. Your mind should stay on God continually. In the case of man here, the Bible says, is always evil continually. Not just sometimes. There is something very important here on the word imagination. If you check it out in the original Hebrew, it talks about the whole imagination. That is to say, not some aspect. It's like man is giving over to this kind of attitude. Now, but the key word I love here is, it means purpose and desires. The Hebrew word signifies not only the imagination, but also was the purpose and the desires of man is continually evil. So we just need to ask ourselves, because sometimes we'll be wondering, why is it that we don't really have the kind of peace we're talking about? We'll preach this thing and so on. If man desire and purpose continually, which is his imagination now, is always evil, he gets results. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You see, because you are pulling the whole of your energy into something, it will produce. Why man evil thoughts or imagination producing is because he's directed towards that thing that he has. His purpose and desire is to produce results and he produces. But how many of us are really God focused in that sense? So you see, at the end of the day, to be honest, we don't we can't blame God for so many things that we don't have. We can't just blame God. Because see, God is not helping man to get results. He gets results because of what? His imaginations. Am I communicating here? Is it God that is helping man to produce evil results? No. How is he getting the evil result? His imagination, his purpose and desire are continually on the same platform. He gets results. So if God is not helping man, why do you think God is going to help you to get the peace? The secret is, if you, it's just like, you do it on the negative side, this result. You do it on the positive side, this is the result. Hallelujah. Another thing that is very interesting to me in that Isaiah 26 is whose mind stayed on thee. Like I say, imagination. 
But that word mind also is from the Hebrew word yester. And I love the definition. It is figuratively speaking about conception. Mind, imagination means conception. Hmm? That is the purpose. A team frame or imagine, mind or walk. Now, simple English, what is conception? Conception is the process of becoming pregnant involving fertilization or implanting. Two, the capacity, function, or process of forming ideas or abstractions or symbols. Forming. A complex product of abstract or reflective thinking. Conception. The sum of a person's ideas or beliefs concerning something. And four, the originating of something in the mind. Now I want you to see this. Which to me is very, very important. So when you talk about the mind, you are talking about the process of forming. Imagination is a process of forming. Ideas. Which is like seeds. Because you talk about fertilization. So your thought process becomes like seeds. That finally get fertilized. And then you give birth. The result of what finally comes out of the whole process is the birth. So when the Bible says. The heart of man is evil continually. It means they are having a process of forming. It's like incubating what they want to bring forth. And they bring it forth. Are we following? So the mind, when you talk about great peace out there whose mind is stayed on thee. It's not just a flipping through the Bible. Eh? You flip through it five minutes and you go to your TV for 30 minutes. No. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No. It's not even attending service on Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays. No. That is not enough for you to incubate. I mean to fertilize ideas. Do you know how long it takes people to sit down and plan evil? Huh? They could sit down, let's do this wicked thing, whatever the case may be. And then they begin to make connections and they begin to plan, begin to strategize, begin to... Think about it. Think about it. So, we are talking about conception. Now, women, you can tell us better. You know what it means? I'm saying, I was listening to someone, I, I got this understanding. Do you know that... Maybe sometimes we'll have a full time to talk about that. But it took almost about 400 years before Jesus was betted. Which are talking about the 400 years between the old and the new. Why should it be so in the first place? And if you read the Bible, the Bible says, God was speaking to the prophet and prophesying about Jesus. Amen? Now, First Peter tells us precisely that the word of God, the other seed. Because we are born of incorruptible seed. Is that okay? Meaning all the words the prophet was speaking. They were now accumulating. They were all coming together. Until the prophecy came on to Mary. And Mary would now say, Be it to me according to your word. What? 
It means all the words God has been speaking through the prophet. Let them accumulate and be fertilized within me. Now, it took almost the whole 400 year process of people speaking the word to become a seed in the life of Mary. And Mary had to process that word again for nine months. <laughs> Until Christ became flesh. I get what I'm talking about. He also processed out of another nine good months. So what are we talking about? If we must live outside of this world, in, 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 in quote, when I mean outside of this world, it's not like, you're living in this world, but if your life is not in this world, then you're going to have a lot of God's world downloaded into your life like seed and process and then be better. Great peace have they whose mind is stayed on them. Now, let me show you something. If, for instance, if you can just capture just that verse, for instance, today, and then you keep on thinking about it, keep on meditating about it, one week, two weeks, three weeks, you come to the point where even if you are working from sleep, you can remember to quote that verse. It becomes a seed that is coming to your life. It's becoming part of you. It can even work in such a way that if even if trouble is brewing from someone else, the word can come up great peace of they whose mind is stayed on thee. That alone can even resolve issues in your life. Because the word is now becoming alive. You are now fleshing the word again. And all of that is done through the power of imagination. Hmm? Hallelujah. You remember this, the incident or the story in Genesis 11 as well? When they were building the Torah of Babel. What was the testimony of God? If we don't go stop them, nothing is going to be impossible. Huh? They are in one mind and one imagination. Between purpose and desire. They were consecrated into it. Let me put it that way. It's a consecration to the evil. <laughs> you get what I'm talking about? Their mind was focused. Man, listen, let me tell you something. If you really come to the place of focusing in your thought, I mean focusing your thought on something, you're going to get it. There is power within you to get what you want. I'm... I'm See, we can't keep on troubling God for so many things. You know why? I'll make you see. God has given this earth, Psalm 115. He's given this earth to the sons of men. God is not prepared to intervene in your life the way we think it is. No, 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 no. no. We have to accept what he has done and believe for what he has done and get what we want. Praise the Lord. Do you know there's a difference between pray for the sick and heal the sick? God didn't ask us to pray for the sick. He said, go and heal the sick. You see, there are many things we need to look for again. I mean, read me. He didn't ask us to pray for the sick. He said, go and heal the sick. There's a big difference between pray for the sick and heal the sick. Healing the sick means you have what it takes to do the job. He didn't say, go and pray for it. 
you are asked to go out, preach the message, heal the sick. It is a go and pray for the sick. Why? Because healing is available. So deliver what is available. That's why he said, don't ask for it. Go and deliver it. Why? Because by his type, you were healed, not you are healed. You were healed, not you are going to be healed. Healing is already available. So go and deliver it. So heal the sick. In other words, take what I have given and apply it. Don't ask for it. We need to go back again and rethink over so many of these things we have either believed or preached. Because we are removing from what God has done. Amen? Now, that same word that I'm trying to define for your mind is from the root word, yoster. Yoster actually means through the idea of squeezing into shape. And that's part of what I was trying to describe to you from the issue of Mary. The thoughts and the process and the seed of God was squeezed into shape, which is the formation of the child. But that has to do with the prophecies that the prophet has been given. To squeeze into shape, to mold into a form. Especially a potter, for instance, you molding your cup or something. See what I'm trying to say? It means your, your, your conception, your formation of the thought or the idea you have about God is to bring God or bring your thought, which has the seed of God, because they are right seed, into a shape, tangible thing that men can see. You have to bring it into... Now, you see, we, for instance, there's a building and you, you get an architect to give you a design. It's, it's going to come from his imagination. You only try to describe a the building of maybe three-bedroom flats or something or a bungalow. You only mention the number of rooms you want, number of toilets you want. Am I, am I, am I talking? What the next thing that the architect is going to do? He gives you a design. Where does it come from? From his mind. See, now your thoughts have been processed by the architect and it gives you the design of a building. Are you getting it now? You said it, he conceived it and gave you what you want. So, God has spoken, for instance, He has spoken to us. What's the next thing we do? We take the things God has spoken and form them into shapes. Huh? That is the thing. We are the one to process it. We are the one to form the shape that God wants. He speaks it fine, but we're going to process the thoughts of God that He has given to us and bring it in shape. Great peace have they. Shalom, shalom. Peace, peace upon peace have this whose imagination is stayed on God. Amen. Okay, look at 2 Corinthians now. 10 verse 5. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Look at what he said. Casting down what? Imaginations. I don't want you to know that. And every other thing that exalted itself against what? The knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Imagination. Same thing as what? Reasoning. Why are you casting this one down? 
because he cannot produce Christ like nature. This is similar to what we read in Genesis 6 in verse 5. The thoughts of men are evil continually. Is that okay? Right. So what is he trying to say here? Every thought that stands against the mind of God or the thoughts of God, you put him down. So that Christ's thought will flow in your life and you end up having the peace. Did you get it now? Because your imagination can bring you into trouble and it can bring you into peace. Grace, peace, have they? Remember that? Whose mind or imagination is stayed on who? On God. Now casting down every imagination. Meaning, every thought or imagination that stands against the thought or the impressions of God, you must resist. Are you getting this? Now, this word, go, this word again is very important here. Let's have a look at it. In the Greek, it's logismos. Hmm? And it means computation. You can imagine that. To computerize. To compute. You know what it means to compute, for instance. Amen? You add enough figures, you bring in all kind of reasonings and things like that. That's what it means. Computation. It may conceit or conscience, thought, imagination. Now, from the original word, logizomayo, it means to take an inventory. Are you getting this? To estimate, to conclude, to account. But I personally love the word to take an inventory. You're just collecting. How is it like? Are you getting what I'm saying now? To take inventory of... You see, sometimes... Even scientists... Have also... Concluded... Because of certain illnesses and so on... That... You don't watch TV... And go to sleep... Within five minutes... Scientists... Are even saying that now... Hmm? Meaning, if you must watch TV, give yourself some time. When you shut down your TV, give yourself some time before you go to sleep. It's like what you are trying to bring out eating does interfere even with your sleep, and it does interfere with your system. But I believe all of this is because of what is stored in your memory as you watch. Meaning, sometime before you go to bed, you're kind of taking an inventory. Because there are so many things you've seen over the day. There are many things now you're watching TV. You're also bringing some information to your mind and things like that. So what's the best thing to do? Play good music. Listen to Bible passages if you can't read. Listen to messages. Watch your TV if you, if you care how long you want to watch. But in the next 30 minutes before you really go to your bed, before you sleep off, switch over to the Word. Is that okay? Switch over to the Word. 
Very, very important. It's all part of casting down imaginations. Because the things that are going to interfere with your spirit, which are also interfere with your dreams and give you sudden dreams, you're already casting them down before you go to bed. So switch over. And sometimes I think it's even beneficial for us. Let's even learn to call down on our TV hours. If you don't mind. Let's call down. Because it, some of us want some, somebody like me. The things I hear really of affects me. Some of you may not. They affect me. The things I hear. Especially about my country. They do affect me. We should cut down on some of those things and get more of God into the center of our imaginations. Amen? Very important, I think. So, here you could go down, talks about reasoning, talks about uh, mental faculty, and so on, computation. But I love the last word. It talks about the divine expression that is Christ. Imagination. From the root word, logos. Logos, logismo. Now, logismo, logi, logizomai from logos. What is logos? Logos is a word. In the beginning was the word. That was there is logos. Now the logos was made flesh. According to John 1 verse, uh, was it? 14 and so on. Okay? That logos was made flesh. That's what we're talking about. So as you bring this computation, as you bring all that you're hearing, or the ministration that are coming to you, you begin to stir them up, begin to meditate on them, you're going to walk over them, you're forming Christ in your system. Christ is taking root in your system. Amen? I got something recently, I was just listening to it when I was in Kenya. There's this minister that just, he just read healing scriptures only, healing scriptures. And there was a very soft music at the background, CCD. Just be playing it and just be giving you passages on healing. People have listened to that and got their healing directly from just listening to the CD. Why? Because they are feeding their system and the body is responding to what is coming into the mind. And they get healed. Just listening to the CD on healing scriptures. By his stripe, you he are healed. He took your iniquities upon himself. Just like that. No interpretation. Just healing scriptures for about 30 minutes with soft music. People keep on playing it and you're still listening to it. We need to, we need to have some choice of things we do to our lives. The things we watch, the things we listen to, it's very important. Don't forget what we're dealing with. Great peace have this whose mind is stayed on thee. And what is peace? Shalom, shalom. Peace upon peace. And all prosperity and happiness in this life and in the life to come, you have. 
as your thought is stayed on who? On the Lord. Amen? Okay. So, in other words, thoughts or imagination that are not Christ-centered and full of Him should not be allowed to take shape within us. Is that okay? That is just it. Because we form whatever shape we want by what? Our imaginations. So it's a casting out imagination. In other words, thoughts that cannot form Christ in you, don't allow it to say, cast it down. Thoughts of anger, thoughts of quarreling, thoughts of what people have done to you, thoughts of hatred, all of those things are not Christ-centered thoughts. Amen? They are not. Okay, turn with me to Proverbs 4, verse 20. 20... Reading 21 to 23, let's look at this. Proverbs 4. It says, Proverbs 4, 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline an ear unto my sin. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that found them. And held to all their flesh. Did you read that? Proverbs 4.20. I read up to 22. Talking about the word of the Lord. Amen. For they are life unto those that found them. And held to all their flesh. You know what the word held means? Medicine. So the word is medicine to their flesh. Now, Proverbs 3, verse 8. Look at the way it posts it. Proverbs 3, verse 8. It shall be held, the word, wisdom, it shall be held to the navel and marrow to the bones. Who did you check that out? Why is your navel? Your navel is the thing that connects to your is that what you call the umbilical cord or whatever? That supply nourishment from your mother when you are in the womb, isn't it? Look at what he's saying here. The word of God shall be held to the navel. What means the source of the supply of life comes through the world. And marrow to the bones. What are bones in the marrow? That's where blood is formed. So you find that the word of God can give you life. Can give you physical health. It's not talking about... Uh, I'm not talking about... That's why I'm talking about now and even in the life to come. So you want to live in divine health? You're going to have God's word in your mind. Shaped out and fleshed out. The word of God. Amen. Praise the living God. I don't know if I'm helping you. The world is, is so crucial. It's so important. It is medicine that you can take. When you take drugs, what happens? It works into your flesh, isn't it? Drugs only work in your spirit. Does it work in your spirit? No. So we are talking of taking the drug of the world. 
The drug of the world. And how is it going to come? Our mind should be stayed on the word of God. So you see what God was speaking to Joshua. Meditate day and night. Therein shall that world prosper. The prosperity is not just in your business, but even in your health. We can also see the secret of Joshua's health-wise and whatever it was for him to enter into the promised land. Because you see, Joshua was always staying with Moses in the tabernacle. Huh? He was, he was having Moses, so he was always in the temple with Moses. And I'm sure he heard so much, not only from Moses, he also began to hear from God too, I believe. For every servant will be as his master. So I'm not surprised. Are you there with me? That Joshua have to take the people into the promised land. I shouldn't be surprised because every servant must be as his master. Does that confirm what we said before? So the world can become held. I was speaking, and somebody was saying, ah, Pastor, but you need to explain that to me in Kenya. I said, what is it? But I made her to understand, if God didn't intend to kill Moses, Moses wouldn't have died. You know what? He had so much of God. He saw so much of God's glory on his face, within his body. The same thing that Jesus manifested on the Mount of Transfiguration is what Moses came down with from the mountain. That's why the people could not look at his face. And his own was not abating. Jesus soon had to abate because he wanted to go to the cross. But Moses was not abating, so he had to cover his face. So that the people can see him. They couldn't see his face. He got so much of God's glory that death was far away from him. So God had to kill him by himself. The more you stay in his presence, the more you become like who you stay in his presence. Let's seek God, people, through the word. Let's read the book. Amen? Let's read the book. Let's get deeper into the world. May let the challenge. Let's drop so many things. Let's read the book. Let's read good literature books. People, I mean, men and thoughts and ideas that can cause Christ to be formed within us. Let's have a fellowship where we live in divine health. Let's become healers and not people looking for healing. Come on. Are you there with me? I'm sure you mustn't forget that the Bible says the apostles will give them time to the world and prayers. Is that not true? And those that were supposed to do the ministry are supposed to do the ministry not only within the church, but even outside the church. Hallelujah. So I am saying you must rise to the place where you become a healer. Are you there with me? Not me, you. <laughs> ministering of the saint, not ministering to the saint. I am ministering. I'm talking of the ministry of the saint. You do the work of ministry. Okay. Let me give you an example of this. Look at the prayer of David in First Chronicles 29. I'm going to be reading it from... Okay, let me just quickly read from verse, uh, verse 18, but I'm going to read from the message. There are some things I love. 
the message. Let me read from 18. First Chronicles 29. This is when David brought everything to the building of the temple. All the supplies. Talk about the gold, the silver, the wood, stone, whatever, everything you need to build the temple. David brought Solomon said, you're going to go on. And here, this is what he said. Oh Lord. Verse 18. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers. Keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of thy people. And prepare their heart unto thee. He said, keep this in the imagination. You know what he's praying that you should keep? I will explain. Keep this in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of the people. Okay. Let me read from the message. I'm reading from 17 on the message translation. I know, dear God, that you care nothing for the surface. You want us, our true selves. And so I have given from the heart honestly and happily what it means is you look at the heart of people for whatever you do you know this same thing and say god love it, the cheerful give of second corinthians 9 is that okay david is saying hey i know you consider the heart of people in whatever they do it is not the thing done on the surface that you look at you look at the heart in whatever thing they've done so you understand that i've done this from my heart honestly and happily and I see all these people doing the same, you know, giving freely, willingly. What a joy. Verse 17. Because he gave, and people also were bringing to the building of the temple. Verse 18. Oh God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this generous spirit alive forever. In these people always, keep the heart set firmly in you. That's the prayer of David now. In other words, Many people come to the place where they are drunk with the spirit of giving cheerfully. It becomes a nature. Are you getting that? So they are not just giving because they are compared to give, but it has become their nature. And David is praying and saying, God, cause their imagination to be focused on giving. Let them come to the place where they are taught about giving becomes a lifestyle. And when they have become, it's like the spirit of giving, like he said here, generous spirit alive forever. Say, keep this generous spirit alive forever in these people. Always. Imagination. That which has become your lifestyle. What are we driving at? Great peace. Amen? Have they whose imagination is on God continually. Are you there with me? So what are we saying here? Let's try by all means to get out of all forms of distractions. Call it TV. Call it newspapers. Call it Facebook and Backbook. Amen? This is taking so much of our time. We don't, you know, a lot of the news, I have a problem with news anyway. I like news. <laughs> My family knows that. But basically, I don't like watching news more than 30 minutes. I just like to be current what is going on, but I don't like it stay more than 30 minutes. News, 30 minutes, no. But I like watching news. But it does affect me so much because Gary, when it concerns my country, I see a moral of things going on, killings, this and that. It affects me. Yes. But what are we trying to say? 
See, there was a man that made a statement some time ago and he said, Give me a candle, give me the Bible, put me in a hole, lock me up there. When I come out, I will tell you what happened when I was away. <laughs> That's what he said. So just put me in a hole, lock me up, give me a candle, give me the Bible. Just let me have the light to read the Bible. For two months. And when I come out of that hole, I will tell you what happened when I was away. Because there is nothing new under the sun. Everything is revealed and can be revealed through the scriptures. Absolutely nothing new. So instead of spending our time, why not we try to give some good attention to the word of God this year that we're entering into? Maybe we have to declare 2013 the year of the word of the Lord. <laughs> People always give kind of declarations or whatever. This is year of this year. For us, it's going to be year of the word. How many agree with me? It's a year of the word so that we can have the peace that we want. We can have health to our body. The secret of our healthy living is going to be the word of God. That's what the Bible is saying. So we already got what 2013 is saying. What's he saying? Year of the word. Hallelujah. No, let's get our imaginations right. Let's get the word flood our system. Let's read the book again. Let's read the Bible again. Let's see what God is saying. Great peace have they whose mind is still on thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. I just read this final scripture and I think we're done. Philippians. Is it Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7? What did he say? Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Verse number 6. And the peace of God, my seven name, which passeth all, all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The word keep, actually the word to garrison Philippians 4 I read. Did you get it there? Yeah. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 The word keep Is the word guide Is the word to garrison Is the word to protect Amen And the Bible is saying God will protect your heart And your mind So what is making people to faint Will not make you faint Hallelujah what is giving problems to people won't give you the same problem. Because God is going to guide your heart. And the Bible says, it's going to be the peace of God. Not just peace, but the peace of God. Amen? Which passeth all. In other words, this peace overcomes. All other understanding. No circumstance in life. No thing in creation will be able to shake you from this rest that we are declaring. Amen? Say so this peace will guide your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. All is going to come through what? The word of God. Great peace have they whose imagination is stayed on God continually. Amen? God bless you.